For the next four weeks, we're going to walk through the book of Jonah, which means that in four weeks, we're going to cover the entire book. We're going to come close to reading every word that is in the book of Jonah in worship together over the next four weeks. And the reason Jonah is one of my favorite books is because I think it is one of the most underrated, misunderstood books that we have in the Bible, right? I mean, it's one of those stories that all of us learn as children, but then I think very few of us go back and revisit the story as adults, because when we do, we find, one, that we were really only told the first third of the story as children, and two, the way that Jonah ends presents us with some questions that are so big and so Challenging, And we really do the book a disservice by not revisiting it as adults. Jonah tricks us into thinking that just because we're familiar with how the story begins, that we actually know the story of this prophet. So we're just going to be in the first three verses this morning. So you, you've all heard this part of Jonah's story. This is the part that you know, right? We're only going to be talking about his call this morning. And then next week, we're going to look at the rest of chapter 1 and all of chapter 2. But for this morning, just three verses, okay? So let's go ahead and get it up on the screen, and let's read it together. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. And we say together, thanks be to God. Jonah, this this prophet, right, is called to go to Nineveh. And Nineveh is a pretty notorious City. It's the capital at the time, it's the capital of the Assyrian Empire, which was the most powerful empire on the block at this point in history. And, and Nineveh was located east of Israel, where Jonah was. It's, it's in modern day, close to modern day northern Iraq, is where exactly God was calling Jonah to go from, from Israel. And the Assyrians, this Assyrian Empire, was known throughout the lands for being this incredibly brutal and and violent people. I mean, like, they are one of the most brutal empires to have ever existed in the history of, of people, right? I mean, they were just so, so violent in the way that they conquered other people and also in the way that they tortured and treated their their prisoners. Like, like one of the ways they would torture their prisoners is by like skinning them alive. Like I'm talking about crazy, evil, brutal treatment of other human beings. So that's the kind of people that the Assyrians are. And, and Nineveh is the capital, right, of the Assyrian empire. So it is the very heart of all of that evil. And it is where the king resides, which is why God is calling Jonah to go there so that he can speak to the people that are in power. And of course, the Assyrians are enemies of the Israelites. So, so Jonah, this prophet, is called to go to this evil city and to let them know that what they are doing is not exactly pleasing to God. 
He's called to go to this city and to call them out for for what they're doing and to make sure they realize how God feels about it, which is not great. So God sends Jonah to address this. And of course, right, spoiler alert, Jonah, he doesn't want to go. He hears this call from God and Jonah, he, he, he just doesn't want to go. So instead of going to Nineveh, he runs. And look, I think, I think that Jonah probably knew that he couldn't actually escape the presence of the Lord. Because did you notice that that's what it said in the scripture, that the reason he left, the reason he set sail for Tarshish was because he thought or he was trying to escape the presence of the Lord. Now, I think that he probably knew that wasn't possible, but he decides that he's going to try anyway, doesn't he? So instead of heading east up to Nineveh, where God is calling him, he makes his way south and west to a port city that is called Joppa. And he gets on a boat and he begins to set sail west across the Mediterranean Sea to make it to a far distant land called Tarshish. And Tarshish at the time was considered to be as far west as you could possibly travel. Many believed that it was the edge of the world this direction. So Jonah literally, instead of making his way north and east up to Nineveh, gets on a boat and sets sail for the edge of the, of the world, hoping to escape the presence of God. And I think the fact that Jonah even tries, right, that he even gives it an attempt to escape the presence of God, I think I think it shows us just how badly he didn't want to go to Nineveh. But I still think it's worth asking the question, right? Why doesn't Jonah want to go? Why is it that Jonah decides to run? And I think the the first answer to that question is a really obvious answer based off of what we know about the Assyrians. He doesn't want to go because he's scared to go there. I mean, that's, that's the obvious answer, right? Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh because he is afraid More specifically, he's afraid of what could happen to him if he goes into this evil empire. This little prophet walking into the capital of the city and announcing to everyone that what this city is doing is not pleasing to God, I don't think that he would receive a warm welcome. And I think Jonah would be fully aware of that, right? I think he would be afraid that he may just learn for himself how brutally they treat their prisoners and how brutal of a people they really are. They really are. And that's easy for us to relate to, right? I mean, I'm sure that you can think of of cities or of places that you really don't want to go visit this morning. And you especially don't want to go visit them if you're the one that has to bear the news that what they're doing or the way that they're living or the way that they're treating people is not up to par with what God expects for them. That God sent you on a mission to make sure that they learn what they're actually supposed to be doing with their lives. That's easy, right? Reason number one that Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh is because he is scared of what might happen to him. He's afraid for his life, for his own personal safety. He doesn't think he'd make it back in one piece. But the second reason that that I think is maybe a little bit more buried in, in the story and is maybe a little bit harder for us to see initially, but I think is, is just as much relatable as the first, if we're being honest with ourselves, is that not only 
Is Jonah scared of what might happen to himself if he goes? I think Jonah is also scared of what might happen to the Assyrian people if, if he goes. Because I, I think that Jonah knows that if he goes there, if he actually does what God is asking him to do, if, if he allows God to use him, that God could actually do something in the hearts of these people. I think that Jonah knows that God is fully capable of redeeming the people in Nineveh, of restoring them, of of changing their hearts. He knows what God is capable of, and, and, and I don't think that Jonah actually wants the people of Nineveh to have a chance to repent. I think Jonah is is afraid for his own personal safety, but I think he is also afraid of what could happen to the people in Nineveh if he actually allows God to use him because they just might actually turn away from their evil ways and they just might actually be saved. Because remember, these are people that that Jonah doesn't like. These are people that have oppressed Jonah's people, people that are doing evil. And and I don't think Jonah has any interest in God saving these people. And I think he certainly has no interest in being a prophet or, or a holy catalyst for something like that to happen. I think, sure, Jonah doesn't want to go because he's afraid of what, of what could happen to him. But I think maybe even more than that, Jonah doesn't, doesn't want to go because he doesn't really want God to use him to save these people. He just, he doesn't want to go. So instead of going, he goes the opposite direction. He turns his back on where God is calling him to go and goes as far west as he can imagine. The first three verses of this book, because remember, that's all we read. It's just the first three verses, the the beginning of the story of Jonah. I think it tees up some questions for us that we have to ask of ourselves and, and that I'd love for you to not only ask of yourself this morning, but continue to ask of yourself this week. The first one is this. What's your Nineveh? That's the obvious question, right? I mean, when we read the first three verses of this story, I think the question we are most inclined to ask of ourselves is what is our Nineveh? Where is it that we feel like God may be leading us or, or nudging us? Where is it that you feel like God is leading you? What, what is it that you feel like God is calling you to go and do that makes you feel just a little bit uncomfortable? Or, or who is it that God is calling you to go help that you're not really sure if you want to be a helper to? What's your Nineveh? And look, we can look at this question, a really big picture up from 30,000 feet and begin to think about it like, like, where is God calling me to go in my life? What is it God is calling me to do with my life that makes me uncomfortable? Who is God calling me to go and commit my life to that I'm not sure if if I want to commit my life to? But we can also really narrow this down and make it a whole lot smaller and maybe a little bit easier to digest this morning and ask it like, where is God calling me today? Who is God calling me to be at work this week? What kind of parent or spouse or friend do I believe God is calling me to be? Who is God calling me to be this afternoon when I go home from church and begin to start my week on Monday? Who, who is God calling me to be 
today? What, what is it when I read this story? What is it that I believe is my Nineveh? It's a really tough question because it can be as big or as small as you feel like you need it to be in this season of your life. And regardless of whether you look at it as a big question or a small question, it's a question that you're going to have to be willing to spend some time with. But I am betting, I'm betting that for everyone here, there is something in our life, big or small, that we feel pretty certain that God is calling us towards. And for whatever reason, we don't want to go or we don't want to to do it. And then number two, the, the second question that we have to ask after reading these first three verses is this. How are you avoiding that call? To me, that's the more uncomfortable question. I think it's a whole lot easier to ask what is it that we believe is our Nineveh and where God is calling us. And suddenly for me, it gets a lot more uncomfortable when I I try to face how it is that I am avoiding that call. Because the other way to put it would be what is it that is our, our Tarshish? What are we doing to distract ourselves from where we feel like God is calling us? What is it that is leading us away from the direction that we feel like God is trying to pull us? We ask that Nineveh question really, really naturally when we read the story of Jonah. It's one of the first questions that pops in our head. I think we don't do as good of a job asking the second question of ourselves. And that's because it's a little bit more uncomfortable, but it's how exactly are we running from where we feel like God may be calling us? What have we intentionally placed in the way of where we are and where we believe God is calling us to go? When God calls us to go and do something that we don't want to do, what is it that we do instead? How are we distracting ourselves? What are we convincing ourselves is more important than what God is calling us to go and do? Let me tell you, friends, that seminary is full of people that got on the boat to go to Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh. Seminary is full of this, of this kind of person. So many folks end up going to seminary and accepting a call to ministry later in life. And, and they all seem to tell the same story when you ask them how they made that journey to seminary. It always goes something like, I have known that God was calling me into ministry for the last 15 or 20 years. And for whatever reason, I didn't want to go. Sometimes the reasons are they had another passion vocationally and they thought that that was more important than where God was calling them. Sometimes it's that they didn't think they were enough to be a pastor, that that it, it made them afraid to have that much responsibility or they didn't believe that they had the gifts and graces to go and do a good job. So they, so they ran from that calling. But then the story usually ends the same way. But God won. And I finally said, yes. And the beautiful thing for me is that all of those people that were filled with all of those doubts when they initially faced a call to ministry, that when I've stayed in touch with my friends that have that story that I went to school with, they've all gone on to have such flourishing ministries and found such purpose and such passion and finally saying yes to where they knew all along that God was calling them to go. I wonder if there's something in our lives like that, that we know God is calling us to do, but instead we find ourselves running the other direction. What, 
What is it that God wants you to be willing to say yes to? And then what is it that you're saying yes to instead? And then the last question is this. Why are you afraid to go wherever it is that you feel like God is leading you? Or, or in other words, what, what are you afraid will happen if you say yes? If you say yes to where you feel like God is calling you? Because I think what we realize, the more we seek to live a life of faith and a life that is aligned with where God is calling us, is that oftentimes where God wants us to be the most is where we want to be the least. Why is it that you're scared to say yes to this call that you feel like God is is nudging you towards? Are you afraid of something that could happen to you? Would it shake up your whole life? Are you afraid of of the impact that you could have on, on someone else? Is God asking you to go and be a helper to a people that you're not completely sure if you're bought into or or if you support or or if you want to be a part of their life? What is it that is keeping you from going wherever you feel like God is calling you? What, What is your Nineveh? What is your Tarshish? And friends, what, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Because the truth is that if we are to live out our purpose as a people of faith, If we're to be faithful followers of of Jesus Christ, then we're going to have to be willing to go where God is leading us, even when it's scary, even when we don't really get it, even when it feels too big for us, even when we have more questions than we do answers. Because look, I, I firmly believe that every single person in this room has a calling from God that every single person in this room has, has a place or a thing or a job or a person or something in their life. Everybody in this room has, has a Nineveh, has a calling that God wants to pull you towards and use you for good. The question is, which way are we walking, right? I mean, that, that's the real question that we're left with with these first three verses. Which way are we walking in response to that call? Are we walking towards those city, city walls of Nineveh? Or are we headed for the boat? Because I believe that you have a calling. I believe that you have a Nineveh. But friends, we have to be willing to say yes. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey friends, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for tuning into our message this week in the gathering. We hope you found it meaningful and life-giving. As always, you're invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., either in person here in the chapel or online. If you want to know more about who we are at Bluff Park United Methodist Church, you're invited to check out our website. There you'll find out who we are, what we have going on, and how you can be a part of it. As always, friends, if there's anything that we can do for you, you're invited to reach out to us. We are here to help you and support you in any way that we can. We hope that you're having a great week and we look forward to seeing you soon.